Quick shout out from our sponsor, Sheer ID. Are you trying to boost conversions to your Shopify store? Need to drive more customer loyalty? Get results fast by offering exclusive discounts to consumer communities with Sheer ID. Sheer ID helps verify students, teachers, military, first responders, and so much more of these groups. With Sheer ID, you'll get a verified match in seconds. You can spit out an exclusive discount for customers on the spot. Try speaking directly to a new customer segment with this verifiable identity without adding friction to the shopping experience. Continue to drive incremental revenue in the next 90 days post-purchase with more tailored messaging for your email and SMS campaigns. I personally tested ShareID to see just how easy it was to get it set up, and I was pretty much ready to go in under 15 minutes. The onboarding was simple enough for me to follow as a non-technical person. Go to sheerid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Once again, that's sheerid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Hello and welcome to e-commerce uncovered. I'm your host, Matt Lady. Each and every week I get to talk with and learn from enthusiastic guests, freelancers, agency folks, in-house marketers, and founders, all in an effort to help you bootstrap your D2C brand profitably. We got two episodes a week, which will have you staying up to date on the ever-changing industry and learning fundamental concepts and tactics to apply to your brand. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is with a talented writer, but most importantly, a huge friend of the felines, a cat lover. Our guest is the co-owner of Paramount Pet Health. They connect pet lovers with science-backed supplements to help their pets live longer. She's also the owner and conversion copywriter of Punchline Copy, a freelance consultancy that writes jaw-dropping effective copy optimized for conversion and served with SaaS. Last but not least, the also the copy director of Snap Copy. Snap Copy is your expert on-demand copywriting team. Get much better copy in as little as 48 hours. Please welcome Leanna Patch. Thanks for your time. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. I've I've just realized I'm doing too much, Matt. <laughs> if um, it takes me five minutes to go through everything I'm doing, I'm doing too much. Uh five minutes is a little bit of a stretch. It's like 30 seconds, but it's I but do you, you seem to like what you do. So I do. I do. so that that should be okay. Um yeah, I'll I'll work on optimizing your intro down so it's smaller. That's my fault, not your fault. No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so you've you've been helping people explain their brand, their business, their products in a in a different light for many years now. You have, and one of your main tenets, one of your core principles, is making your copy less boring. Yeah. Like boring copy is literally killing your brand, killing sales. So how I know part of it is because you used to kind of be cop, doing comedy and you're writing and kind of blend the two together. So like how would a brand or if I run a brand or have a brand I'm working with, how would I even start to think about is this humor based copywriting or how do I fit humor into my mm-hmm. brand? Yeah. Ah, oh, man. There's so many ways to answer this question. Okay. Um, I, I think 
to zoom out a little bit, like the reason that I am so bullish on funny copy is because copy is one of the last ways to differentiate your brand, especially if you're in a really crowded space. So like having a sense of humor, you can build a relationship with people, you can defuse their anxiety, you can associate positive feelings with your brand all through words. And it doesn't require like, you know, shelling out for expensive videography or anything like that, or like sending free product to influencers, although also good. Um, that wasn't the question you asked at all. Uh, but how, how can people get started with like, being yeah, well, how do they determine if they should kind of test it out or go more into this for their brand? Or oh, I think everyone should there? test it out pretty much. Okay. Um, okay. and I feel like you don't start a brand unless you have an opinion, right? You have a stance. So like, what are you certain about? What are you passionate about? There are probably jokes to be made around that. Um, you can make fun of yourself. That's a really safe option. Yes. You can make fun of things that we both acknowledge exist in the world. Observational humor, also very safe. I think brands like are often resistant to being funny because they assume right away that they're going to go like zero to cards against humanity and like, <laughs> what's up idiots buy our stuff oh don't we don't care but like there's a spectrum right and you can be like you know 10 percent funnier and kinder and warmer and see the results on your conversion rate uh and your ltv or lifetime value if we're not doing shitty acronyms um <laughs> shitty acronyms are very much included uh that's a, a relatively more common one so it's a common one yeah, sure. um, yeah okay so I love how you're like, it's not white and black. It's not like funny and not funny. Yeah. Uh, but your point of view as the brand owner or brand operator, like you're saying, is you typically have experience, a point of view, something that led you to start this business. And for a lot of people, this business is like, becomes a huge part or all of their life. So instead yeah. of trying to be like another faceless corporation, big business, like lean into that you're a single person or one of two people that started this thing, right? And that, yeah. that way you can have your voice translate through the copy. Yeah, and it's such a cliche, like, but I can't stop saying it. People buy from people, right? We connect with people. So like, I feel like with any business, regardless of e-commerce or SaaS or consulting or whatever, when you first start, there's this impulse to make yourself look bigger and more professional than you are. And you hide behind like, we do this and like yeah. a little chat bot with no face on it. And then you come full circle. It's like that graph, you know, of like the crying guy and then the, um, the Jedi version of him. Yeah. There's like the and then the crying and then the Jedi yeah. version. And you're like, I'm a professional. And then you're like, okay, whatever. Nobody needs me to explain this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like you have an opinion, you started your business because you care about something. Uh, why? Like examine that a little more closely, examine your beliefs, poke fun at them maybe a little bit, share uh, the ups and downs of running a business. That's the kind of content we all love, right? Um, yeah, there's like, there's so many ways to approach jokes. Okay. Uh, and I think another thing that keeps brands from trying apart from thinking that they have to go zero to a hundred, like zero to cards against humanity, they think, okay, then I have to rebrand everything to be funny right off the bat. No, you can like slip in a little parenthetical aside in your body copy or like a photo caption or your email footers or your subject lines, like these little tests here and there and see how people react. And in general, like assuming you're not being horrible and your jokes are not horrible, people will react positively. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I think um, that's excellent to bring that up. And you gave some 
really tactical small tips to like test it out that way and not immediately to do you want this discount? No, I don't want, I'll pay full price like a dummy. Uh, (laughs) Like we're not trying to make our potential customers feel bad. Right. So like if you, yeah, I don't know. Some of this, some of the difficulty with humor comes down to the difficulty of writing your own copy and it's really hard to get out of your head. And so some tips that I have are don't write it have a conversation with someone and record it and work from the transcript. So you don't have to start looking at the blank page uh, or just like talk to yourself, uh, pretend that you're leaving a voice memo for a friend and explain what the thing is and why it matters. And you get much more conversational copy out of that than just sitting down in Google docs and trying to be like, I make this thing and it's good because of these reasons. And then just you randomly try to add in a funny word or pun. And it's just like, Oh, that's, that's not really how that works. Yeah. 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 It's a little messier, a little less organic maybe that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. So a lot of brands should consider this. There's simple ways to test it out and you don't have to go full, uh, meanie butt mode (laughs) and go all the way to the other end of the spectrum. So, and and one of my other tips, can I give another one? Please. Yes. If you're like, what do I joke about? Uh, potential objections and problems that your customers have are fair game. So like, uh, do you love using melatonin to fall asleep at night, but you always feel like you get hit by a truck when you wake up in the morning, you need our, you know, alert melatonin keeps you awake in the morning, you know, like make fun of the problems that they're facing in a way that feels like you're in it with them. Uh, and then you're not making fun of yourself or them or your product. Because that's another thing. People are like, I don't want to make fun of my product. It's it's serious and important and expensive. And it's like, yeah, I know. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So talk about the problems or potential challenges or the situation. Um, and so With levity. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's a good example because it's like, oh, yeah. That's with people that take melatonin. I've taken it in the past. That is a common Same. thing that can happen. So, uh, yeah. I'd be like, cool. They know what I'm talking about. They're not just like slinging me this supplement for the, like for the hell of it. Like they, they, I feel more connected. They understand my wants and needs. Exactly. Like what I'm feeling. So you're meeting the customer where they are. Oh, wow. You're meeting the customer where they are. I didn't make that up. I don't remember who made that up, but some genius copywriter uh, said, meet the customer, meet the reader where they are. Might've been Joanna Weeb. Maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe sourced, source original source there. But uh, okay, so <laughs> we meet them where they are. You make them feel like you understand them, and instead of just being super straightforward and bullet points, FAQ, question and answer, like only the information. Um, one thing I keep finding this common thread between all of the, these uh, conversation I conversations I have is like you are a small business owner or you're someone who works with small business owners and website and emails and ads. Those words are, is like talking to your customers if they're coming into your in-person store. (laughs) And so that's how you scale. That's how you're always selling and talking and having conversations with people. So it's really important to like, keep that in mind that you're not a big business. You're not a big brand yet. And you can like have a personality 
And also nobody says that when you grow past 10 million, you have to get really boring and corporate. No. Like it tends to happen because the more people you add to, you know, a committee, there's, have you heard of a uh, copy by committee? No, but I've experienced it and it's awful. Yeah. It just, it's de declawed and all of its teeth get taken out. And some people call it a camel, right? A camel is a horse by committee, by camels, <laughs> a horse designed by committee. Is that how it goes? Yeah. So like the more people you have weighing in on something, everyone's like, I want to have an opinion. And it's really horrible, but there are bigger companies that have uh, a definitive and funny personality. So like, you don't have to be bland just because you got big. Right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. And you even, you might even have more wiggle room or more leeway or it might or more be more customer support people to deal with complaints. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that'll help as you grow there. So it'll, I think it like you just going back to it's humanizing the brand it's Yeah, like human to human. Like if you're talking with people in person, you're in line at a coffee shop, you could just repeat the same, like, answers how are you how's your day good how are you like and just like stick to the script and that's like what's normal and expected of people and yeah. that's what we expect on websites and ads sometimes that's why we ignore it or don't pay attention or it doesn't get us to react yeah but copy with humor with fun might have that pattern interrupt like, oh yes this, this. I like their coffee shop example because it makes me think of like how often you go to the counter and the barista is like, hey, how's it going? And you order your thing and then you leave. And then you go to, a, you know, that happens six out of 10 times. And then the seventh time you go to a different coffee shop and the barista is like, hey, I really like your earrings. <laughs> You're yeah. like, whoa, yeah. I'm going to come back here. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. It's different. Yes. Whether or not the coffee is like actually any different or better, who knows? Yeah. But that positive association that feeling you got that smile that laugh you're gonna be you're, you're like, you might yeah. think about that and remember that um when they turn around the screen and make you like put in the tip you might you might choose a little bit higher one that time if they yeah. they're nice yeah. and funny and genuine and not just like doing that for every single person you know so yeah. i think that's a good way to think about um introducing comedy and funniness yeah. and uh bringing your copy alive so, so if I was, you mentioned like kind of those simple places, uh, email footers, body copy, photo captions, those are like the simple, like first yeah. step into it. What if I'm wanting to like commit to the bit and like add this copy across my, and like make this like a pillar and a part of my strategy moving forward, say I'm starting a men's skincare brand and it's called dirt because this is what's happening. So like, and it's like rub some dirt on it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so I already have that like kind of as part of the, like the structure, how, what else or what areas or how would you help me think about that and expand yeah. that out into other parts of the, the puzzle? I think there's a process of, uh, self-exploration and or brand exploration where you're like, you know, there's different senses of humor, right? There's kind of like wholesome and goofy, uh, you know, inoffensive, family-friendly, like dad jokes and puns and things like that. There's very highbrow and intellectual where they make references to uh, something that you have to have prior knowledge of, like a scientific principle or a piece of literature or an art history fact. 
Um, there's dark and morbid where it's like, oh, we're going to make jokes about death. Uh, there is crass and lowbrow where you get all the poop jokes and sex jokes. Um, and then there's like absurd and surreal where like there, it might not be a joke because it doesn't have a punchline, but then that's the funny part because <laughs> it just doesn't resolve. So you have to figure out like which, how much of each of these uh characteristics do you want your brand to sound like and it's hard to know right if you don't look at this every day and think about like oh what kind of sense of humor is this um so you can start keeping a short list of brands that are hitting the tone that you like or that have that personality that you like and see what they have in common between them like are they making dad jokes are they uh using wordplay and puns and making portmanteau um you know, what, like, how are they representing that sense of humor in their copy? And how can you do that with your own joke topics? So I think it's kind of starting with research in the same way that a lot of conversion copy does, because you start with your customer research and you turn that into the messaging that they need to hear. And then you bring in that brand sense of humor to be like, this is our own unique take on the problems that we know you have. A quick reminder from our sponsor, ShareID. Find your next lifetime customers by providing verified discount codes based on occupation or life stage. Speak directly to veterans, students, teachers, first responders, and continue to tailor your messaging to them in the future with post-purchase emails and text messages. Make them feel seen with your brand by using ShareID to seamlessly verify their email in seconds during the purchase process. Go to shareid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and going along with my uh, example and my dirt brand, that's yeah. whatever. Uh, cool, I looked at all these other men's skincare brands. Yeah. Like, and they're all like so, oh, use our skincare products and you'll get, you'll be sexier, more confident and get women and get a promotion. Okay. And like, it's like super like yeah about that. And so I think I can, be like, cool, I don't want to do that. And I can focus more on the uh, self or humor or, you know, that, like you said, dad joke kind of yeah humor and make it more relatable to the average everyday person rather than I get what they're doing and they're trying to sell you like a better version of yourself. Right. And like, you need this $35 facial moisturizer to do that. And it's like, okay, well, maybe but yeah. yeah what like what a powerful angle that gives you if everyone else is like you need this to be better you can be like hey friend you're great as you are even if you have acne even if you haven't ever washed your face and you're 37 and you're just learning how like <laughs> it's chill we got you you don't need yeah. fancy ingredients we got you know we're gonna walk you through it and then immediately you're you're differentiating yourself yeah, no, that's that's super. That's like that's really good uh, an example uh, on the fly like that. Yes, um, and that's humor. It's not you're not like calling out any competitors. You're not like bashing on anyone in part, like specifically, but you're kind of taking that stance and you're digging your feet into the ground and be like, "This is us. Like we're not that. We're this." Yeah, and so that helps that point of view come out and then you're able to communicate it with some jokes and lightheartedness or whatever angle. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you can, you can say like other skincare brands will try to make you feel bad about where you are now to get you to buy this thing. We don't ever want to make you feel bad, uh, buy our stuff or don't. We do think it'll make you feel even better about yourself and you deserve that. Like, uh, and that's kind of based on what we call in copywriting, the takeaway close, which is where it's like, Hey, don't buy this. If you're not like super into this idea like this isn't for you and people are like but i want it <laughs> we're so simple we're just monkeys yeah yeah we're slightly evolved monkeys yes. but i do want it okay okay so that's good and so you can compare to competitors but if you don't want to call out anyone specifically you don't have to yeah. you can kind of just be like us versus the other ones yeah like, that's a really good pattern that you notice that everyone else is like, we're super, like, petro and, like, manly and, you know, it's like down your face because you can't exfoliate as a man. You gotta, like, buff. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, just just rub some dirt on it, you know? Just take yeah. care of it because that's just, like, I don't know what kind of humor that is, but it's relatively nostalgic for a lot of... Uh, I'm sure women have heard this phrase, too, but... Uh, as a guy growing up and as a kid, you're like, oh, you're fine. It's just a little, it's a little cut, little bruise. Just rub some dirt on it. Get back up and keep playing or get back out there. Right. So I have heard this. I never personally rubbed dirt into my cuts, but yes. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I can't say I have either. I've heard it plenty, <laughs> but I yeah. think that's just kind of, uh, another way to, I've been thinking about it because it's nostalgic in a well, way. And it's like that point of reference that is a combined shared experience, right? Yeah. So, so rub some dirt on it is definitely is wholesome, right? Because you're, you're speaking to an idiom that we've all heard, but you're making it your own. And so what I would do in this scenario is think of all the other like cliches and phrases about dirt that I can think of and write them down and see if I can make any, you know, wordplay out of them or some fun, catchy taglines. So if your brand has that kind of uh, like broad name or like, a phrase that's sort of broadly applicable. Can you brainstorm other ways to um, to riff on that? Does that make sense? Yeah. So that way, where I'm not reliant on a single slogan, that can be like my go-to thing. But it's other ways to use in emails or texts or my ads. Yeah. And it might like connect with different people, and it might like trigger them to think a certain way at that moment? Well, it's sort of building out this wholesome sense of humor. So like, mm. you know, rub some dirt on it if you want to find like really grounding skincare. See what we did there? <laughs> you know, uh, like that kind of dad okay. joke is okay. very like friendly and, you yeah. know, it's like the golden retriever of jokes. Everybody gets yeah. it. If you don't get it, no one gets hurt. <laughs> True. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, I promised that this was not some like <laughs> secret co uh, cons consultation. I just like kind of thought that's what yeah. I'm sort of doing no, like with this that. project. So yeah. uh, I appreciate you uh, going with me on that for a while. And I have some sure. good ideas and uh, tips now to kind of <laughs> keep building that out. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So then how... I guess where, where then should people like, what's the next step after building up this like research and you have these ideas and you start testing out in different places, like, yeah. how do you, 
write more of it? How do you build it out? How do you keep like expanding or iterating on it? On it, like how do we continue the process? It's not just like cool. I made a joke in my my homepage and that's it. Like yeah. one time thing. Like uh, how do we keep working, building off of it? I think keeping the lines of customer communication open is really important because you'll get feedback on that copy, like through your support chat or your contact form or, you know, customer service reply emails. Um, People will tell you what they like and don't like, and you can see what resonates. So like you're not starting with anything inauthentic. You're writing something that feels right for the brand and you're testing it on people and they're telling you this piece is good. This piece is good. I don't get this piece. Uh, and you're like, okay, more of this, less of that. So as long as you have that like two-way communication going, but also it's like, what feels good to you? <laughs> you know, I there's so many lines on my website that I wrote drunkenly for me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're the ones that attract the best clients. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, keep an open line of communication, but also figure out what staying true to yourself means and your brand and like this is your business your products like you don't have to you you don't want to or need to be for everyone in a way at the same time yeah yeah okay yeah um and i if anybody wants a challenge i think um after you do this sort of like self-gazing and i have a quiz too where people can figure out their balance of those different senses of humor oh cool Um, after you you figure out like what type of humor resonates for you and your brand, give yourself the challenge of writing a plain text and or like text-based email to your list as the founder saying like, hey, I just wanted to check in. I'm not like, this isn't a sale email, you know, have a reason for emailing, like maybe announce something new that's coming up, but like try out that very personal and maybe even a little funny approach in a very short text-based email to list ask for replies, see what happens. And actually ask for replies and see what happens. And then don't be offended or like take it the wrong way. If it doesn't work or no one replies or you get more negative than positive feedback, like this is just the first test. Like you just try and get out. I've never seen uh, like an overwhelmingly negative response to an email like that. I was just talking about this with um, Andy Humphrey, who runs Sprinkler Supply Store, which is a past client of mine. Uh, and he he hired me to write their abandoned cart emails, which we did. And they're very weird and wacky, especially for like a, a wholesale, like landscaping parts store. So it's like, Kyle is crying because you didn't finish checking out. He's under his desk. Like, we're going to have to call his parents. Can you please just finish checking out? Um And he and I have actually both been experimenting with writing to our lists, just like, Hey, it's me. Here's what's on my mind this week. Hope you're having a good one. And it's, it's working great for him. It's working great for me because it just attracts the right fit people. And the ones who are like, why is this happening? Just fall off and unsubscribe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, What's on your mind. And especially like water sprinkler systems is not particularly it's not supposed to or generally is sexy or like flashy it's usually the, the those kind of businesses like you're surprised that they even have an email list exactly. or that the abandoned cart even works properly right so yeah. i think that's just an extra way to stand out and yeah. really think think about the cut like new customer experience Ooh, there's, there's another actionable idea for listeners, right? Figure out where in your industry the bar is particularly low 
and how can you use copy to just vault right over it? Yeah. Yeah. That's good because, um, a lot of what we do is you do it and then it kind of stays and it's like automated, like on your site, like you don't have to change your site every day. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you, like your automated flows don't change those every day or every week. Like, you hopefully know, especially not. as a hopefully not as a smaller <laughs> store, you need more time and volume and data to get back yeah. to see if it's actually working. So start with like so more research and analysis, like seeing where where that gap is. So that this is a big focus cool. for me, actually, um, especially with smaller brands. I like to be writing as close as possible to the revenue. So like product pages, post-purchase emails, transactional emails, because I want to be where the money is. I want to be where the money is. <laughs> um, I heard that come out of my mouth and I had to sing it. Yes. Uh, because like that, again, those are your greatest opportunities, right? Uh, so if you only have time this week to, to optimize one email, look at your Shopify transactional emails add a little joke in there, add a GIF, add some levity um, because the the ROI of like paying attention and being human in those spots is particularly high. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, transactionals, the order, like order confirmation, mm -hmm. those ones, people are con... Uh, I, saw, I saw a stat recently. Yeah. I don't know how much it was, but it's like on average, customers check their the status of the order three to four times every yeah. order and i'm like i don't ever do that but like that's what, i'm not everyone but that's a lot to come be coming yeah. back to that same email or that same spot um so like oh it's like just figuring out you know that's where their eyeballs are going to be yeah they're paying attention to that area to focus yeah. on that yeah. That order confirmation email, I think the percentage open rate across industries is like 80%. Yeah. And we all remember the, the the very first, I think it was Derek Sivers with CD Baby wrote, uh, like, you know, the bell rang and cheers on <laughs> the warehouse as we gently took your CD from the shelf and laid it on a golden pillow. And, and now, of course, that's been done a million times, but it still works. Mm -hmm. It still works. It's still like adapting it to you, your brand, your products, like your section of comedy and like humor and seeing yeah. how uh, it can make sense. So that's yeah. really neat. That's really cool. We have a couple emails from our sort of unofficial mascot at Paramount Pet Health, which is Ben's cat, Leo. And so I think one of our, one of the emails in our order confirmation series is like, Hey, it's Leo. Like I'm about to go get your uh, supplements from the shelf. Like just want to let you know. And then the other one, the shipping confirmation has a gif of someone zooming a cat around the carpet, like pushing <laughs> a cat on the carpet and there's like airplane noises. Anyway. It's yeah. Just... It's simple. It's easy. It's like, Oh, so relatable. Like cat, uh, pet owners generally, but especially like cat and dog owners love cat and dog pictures and gifts and memes and jokes and yeah so why not just include that and it's less businessy and less transactiony that's like oh yeah like this is like the type of stuff i see on my my tiktok for you page and like yeah on the facebooks and instagram uh stuff so that and you see it's it's not just like getting people to the sale and then abandoning them and throwing them to the, like the automated email wolves. Like we, we switched on Clavio and Shopify, so it's good. It works. It runs. Yes. But if you tried really hard to get people to buy and then you just sort of stop 
being a brand to them, like they're not going to come back. No, much, much less likely to come back for sure. Sorry, I get really excited about this stuff. So feel free to Good, it. good. No, get excited. Keep the excitement up. It's great. Uh, it uh, makes my job easier and more fun for sure. <laughs> um, where is, besides your website and these automated flows where it's this always ongoing kind of thing, um, say you have a new product launching and you have like a landing page that you need to set up or you have a new batch of ads you need to write copy and headlines for and you're going to launch it on Facebook. How would you go about or kind of recommend to me, to us, to everyone listening to like go about and specifically for like a new launch? Is that any different than what we've been talking about? What are some like items that might be you might have to consider? I wouldn't say it's different for, you know, a new product launch. Um, I would say if you're trying to write, if you're trying to bring a little more funny into your product pages, uh, there are a couple ways that I go about that. Um, if you have a ton of different SKUs and you can't pay me to write all of them or you don't want to, uh, I usually say like, give me a top performer and I'll see if I can beat the control. Give me sort of a middle of the road and we'll see if we can get it uh, converting better. And then give me like an underdog. Um, we'll, we'll try in these three realms to see if copy improves it and, or, uh, all of the copy about the product stays the same, but the shipping policy, the about us section, uh, any guarantees, I'll rewrite all of that. So you have a new PDP template, uh, that you can roll out across SKUs without having to pay for individual product copy. So like that matters, right? And if you hide jokes in the in the shipping and return policy, it's like, oh, a person was here. Okay, well, I trust that this is not just being drop shipped, you know, or like it is, but someone at least is on the other end. Yeah, it's not this yeah. copy and paste template that you see on every other site. The yeah. same information. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that makes a ton of sense. It doesn't have to go crazy, right? It can just be a little sentence here and there that's like, hey, we understand that you are worried about getting things on time. And that's why we ship with, you know, USPS two-day priority. And then if they don't get it on time, we'll pick up the phone and yet call and yell exactly. at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like honestly saying like, you know, our support people are named Sarah and Charles and they're pretty cool. Um, ooh, this is, uh, what is it? Marine layer. They have really great uh, micro copy on their product pages where they'll say, you know, uh, Miranda wears a size medium and she's five nine. So you can see how yeah. it looks on her, but they say Miranda wears a size medium. She's five nine. Uh, and her dog is named pickles or like, uh, and she enjoys kiteboarding. And so it's like a little touch of delight where you didn't expect it. Yeah. That's the, going back to the barista compliments of, Hey, how's it going? Or what else can I get you? Today? Yeah. Love yeah. your earrings. Uh, that's yeah. like unexpected. Like, yeah, I'll oh. be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, we're gonna start uh, descending and landing this proverbial podcast plane. Nice. Um, wrapping up here, and so you have the. We've talked a lot about like how to test out, how to get started, how to think about it. There's a bunch of copy categories. You have a quiz that you can you help people figure out what's best for them what's uh, one of your kind of favorite memories, whether it's the most fun or most successful kind of uh, past experience with, you know, a, a copy project that you've done uh, that you want to share or that you can share? 
I really like it when people who follow me on Twitter and know how obnoxious I am come to me and they're like, I have this thing, just go crazy. Just go balls to the wall. And I wrote for a sexual wellness product where it was Mm. like dick jokes galore. Uh, And it was great. That's what we wanted. (laughs) It's like, those are my favorite kinds of brands where, you know, I don't have to be as careful putting together a brand sense of humor because they want my sense of humor. So it's much easier for me to just be like, this is how I'd write it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so uh, on that one, were they like a brand new brand or is it kind of revising what they already had? It was a brand new brand. Yeah. So there wasn't like a before your copy and after this is like the difference in like no, unfortunately, okay. I do have, I have one case study, bless my own little heart, because I'm very bad at like getting back to clients about numbers and clients are bad about reporting and measuring things. Yes, yes. Um, but I, I do have one official case study and several other spots where clients have been like, Hey, this converted at 300%, you know, higher than the control. Good job. And I'm like, okay, that's very gratifying. Thank you. <laughs> my imposter syndrome. Thanks you. Yes. <laughs> that's good that's cool um so is that like is that the number ultimately like you want that surprise and delight that humor the whatever to stand out but ultimately like you're saying close to the revenue actually making a difference in the business so are yeah. those like the conversion rate is it is that typically the one of the main metrics here you feel you're in control or you can impact yeah, it's whatever whatever action is closest to the copy because I can't take credit for other things that happen in the funnel, right? So if add to cart conversions go up after I do an audit of the product page and rewrite the copy, then like, sure, I'll take that. You know, um, if email open rates go up after I rewrite the subject line, yes. If I don't touch the copy inside the email and click-through rates go up, I, I can't own that, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you... You don't, yeah, it's harder to, um, you, you might be like priming them to be in a better mood because they opened it. True. You know, and like whatever. The attribution oh. is just, as you know, like, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a dirty word. I'm sorry to anyone who just got scared by me saying attribution. Oh, got chills, got triggered. Yeah. Uh, attribution is a fun topic that we are not going to get into at all. Yeah. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Conversion rate. And so. Brand operators, brand founders, that's what they should sort of also be tracking. Um, and then the qualitative responses. If people reply to your emails, like to their texts or yeah. all that sort of stuff too. Yeah. We have a we have a, a small yet mighty list at Paramount. Uh, and I write an email every couple of weeks. And usually I get at least one or two people who hit reply and say like, Hey, thanks for this. Or like, this made my day. And I'm like, that's great. That's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, awesome. I, I made one person's day with this email. Cool. Good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. Uh, last thing is like, uh, the potentially like customer reviews, uh, it's like yeah. not talked about, uh, or I didn't think of until now of like, Oh yeah. Like you just get, you usually get the, typical prompt of like, okay, you got our product, give us five stars or like, uh, leave a rating please. Uh, but I'm sure that's another one where humor and personality and, uh, humanness would help a lot. Uh, yeah. On, on that area. Yeah. You have to be a little careful. Cause if they had a bad experience and like you make a joke at that point, like 
there there are ways to get around this <laughs> um but yeah you tread lightly with that yeah yeah no that's very very valid very good point um or maybe you say that till after they give you five star review yeah. and then you hit them up afterwards be like cool thanks for loving our brand and you make them on some like vip segment or something like that yeah customer stuff yeah yeah okay that's cool that makes sense uh so uh, I think we're the plan has landed. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Where do you want to point people to? Where they want to hire you, talk to you, yeah. uh, follow along, and add get added to your newsletter, etc. Plug um, away. Punchlinecopy.com is probably the place to go. I usually say Twitter, uh, Punchline Copy on Twitter, but I'm afraid Twitter won't exist after this podcast comes out. So <laughs> probably Punchlinecopy.com is the best place. Valid. Uh, punchlinecopy.com um, you'll find all of the goods there all the funniness I had a great time uh, looking over your site before okay. <laughs> uh, recording with you so um, go, go check that out uh, thanks so much for dropping your knowledge and your funniness and bringing, making this fun for me to record and for everyone listening thanks so much for listening to another episode really appreciate it hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you on the next one. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I love being able to do this, continue to learn and meet people in this industry. Every rating, review, and episode you share with a friend means so much to me as I'm bootstrapping this show as part of my media brand, High Key Geek. If you haven't checked out my other show, Brand Builders, you should. It's with myself and Tom Brown and Richie Mashiko. Two times a week, we talk in a much more casual setting, and we think out loud, we brainstorm, and we share our lessons as we continue to operate and run businesses in the D2C space today. We're not, we didn't exit, we didn't just consult and advise now, and we don't, we're in the trenches as we, like every day still. So we're learning in real time and sharing it with you as we go. That's Brand Builders on High Key Geek YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you find your podcast. Catch you next time.